Is it working this time? (laughs) It better be working this time. (laughs) Carly and I literally started recording like probably five to six minutes in and all of a sudden it was gone. Yeah, and I'm over here cracking jokes and Nat's not laughing and I looked down and she's nowhere to be found. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Sad. I have something for you just really quick though. Okay. Wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're welcome for this. Hey. I got my snaps going and my shoulders bouncing. <laughs> song will was our song. You. That was our song. Why did we choose that? You broke up with me by Walker Hayes. I probably was going through a heartbreak with Jason <laughs> and we liked it. I don't know. <laughs> and we just used that as your healing song. I think so. I don't that know. Works. I don't know the story behind it, but it's ours, so I'm down with it. Okay, well, since it got deleted, how's life, bud? <laughs> life is great. We're busy. <laughs> I'm finishing my real estate program this week. Boss. So I'm going to be um, venturing into the real estate world and yeah. maybe even going back to school for a real job. Who knows? <laughs> okay, don't talk to yourself like that. You have a real job. I know, but it's not like where I want to be in life, you know? Oh, then yes, chase all the dreams. Oh, yeah. My therapist told me, like, you know, don't look at your job now as an ending point. Look at it for doing what it needs to do for you in this point in your life and go after what's going to make you the happiest version of yourself five years from now. And I'm like, Josh, yes. See, this is why therapists rock my world. Oh, yeah. They just give you different perspective. They plant seeds. I'm actually extremely upset because he gave up talk but we are gonna be seeing each other less talk which obviously is really good because I've made extreme progress but no fake like you're like you're just lost right I'm like what if I go in groveling the next time (laughs) like I'm a hot mess I know I'm really upset but he was like this is because I was like oh my god is am I just not fixable he's like no 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 he was like you're actually doing really great you're right on target and he said that you know, this is, this is normal. You know, we'll see each other twice a month instead of every Monday. And then we'll get to it where you pop in every now and then to just kind of, you know, fill me in, um, see where you're at and we'll reevaluate then. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not ready for this. Good for you, bud. But that really is sad. I, I had to say goodbye to my therapist. I had like, I think I had her for, it felt like a year. I don't think it was a year, but yeah, mm-hmm. ours was due to ba- like the boundaries. So when I left Colorado, because of COVID, they lifted restrictions on crossing state lines. Oh. So temporarily, she could still see me via Zoom. And then she was like, all right, unfortunately, this does have to come to an end. I was like, I will move back to Colorado. Just to this. be with you. <laughs> not, I don't have attachment issues. <laughs> oh, God, not at all. We didn't work on that in therapy at all. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, that. please don't. Sad. No, she was great. But yeah, I, I can I can relate to the to the emotion that you experience when yeah, your therapist like, is like, Okay, fly little bird. Exactly. <laughs> like they're mixed, because don't get me wrong, it's like going to the gym. I don't want to go when I'm at work all day, when I'm on my way even to his office. And I'm like dreading getting out of the car because I'm like, I have just been the craziest busy person today. I don't want to talk about my feelings. My feelings. And then once I'm there, you can't even shut me up. He's like, okay, well, we can revisit this next week. And I'm like, I'm not done yet. And he's like, well, my next is in the waiting room. So we're going to have to pin it, pin a, um, a stop button right here for now. 
He's like, so this is all I've got for you today, Carls. Yeah, exactly. But he's great. He's actually only like 33 or 34, like not much older, but it's like he has so much more life than I have. So I'm like, oh my God, you are so wise. Who like, am tell I? me all the things, yeah. Grandmother Willow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you need instead of a therapist now that you're transitioning out? What, a Build-A-Bear? Ted Lasso. What's that? Oh my God, Carly. I know you see it on my Instagram. Oh, probably, yeah. I'm going to go look it up now. Hold on. <laughs> it's the greatest TV show oh, that has ever been created. I don't have Ted Lasso on my iPad. Not Ted Lasso. I don't have Instagram on my iPad. <laughs> I was like, uh, well, if you do, watch it. No, I'll send you a link. It's on Apple TV, though. So if you need my login, let me know. Yeah, girl. Um. So, okay. It's, it's just, it's the... A very feel-good show, mm-hmm. and there's a quote in there that I'm going to live by forever and ever. But, yes, I'm going to send you the link, because if anyone listening to this episode right now has not seen Ted Lasso yet, please do yourself a favor, because it brings in all the good feels. And you have to throw in there, this podcast is not sponsored by Ted Lasso. <laughs> no, but I wish it was. Right, How Ted. freaking cool. Yes, Ted, How talk freaking- to us. Listen, it should be instead of, oh, you're not going to like me for this comment, but I just mean it temporarily. So instead of what would Jesus do, it should be what would Ted Lasso do? I mean, I'm down with that. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I mean, once let me get to know him for a few episodes and then I will reevaluate that statement. <laughs> let me revisit this yeah. later and I'm going to see. How We're going to put a pause on that. <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. That's fine. It's fine. Um, before we got hung up, I was asking you what you were doing for Valentine's yes. Day. Yes. Um, we have plans to go to this riverfront, um, really nice restaurant. Um, we don't go there often because it's a really nice restaurant and the price was show. So we decided we were going to treat ourselves this Valentine's day, um, to go. However, uh, that day it's actually going to be a high of nine degrees and a low of like one. So Gross. we may not make it out there. Gross. So if that's the case, we decided we're just going to have a movie night and pizza and we're deaf okay with that too. That's amazing. Do it. Yeah. I'm going to be mourning the death of my dog and then also celebrating my old roommate's dog because it's his birthday. Shout out to Ruff. Happy birthday, Ruff. Hey, Ruff. <laughs> and then I'm going to brunch on Sunday. Excited about that. I just for like Valentine's food. Day? Uh, yeah, pretty much pretty much a Valentine's day that's exciting and then oh my god i was at you're gonna love this so i was at a work event last night mm-hmm. and i was talking to the, these girls that we were with at the table <laughs> i was like this is the season like this week to me this always ends up being the telltale sign of people that either a v-day brings out like the phobia in them mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships right <laughs> like they're like oh shit it's here and if I'm not in a serious relationship and I'm just, like, kind of getting to know somebody uh-huh. or I just kind of like them, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm panicking. And I was like, I would like to know by the raise of hands how many people got, I believe the term is ghosted this week. Like, the silent treatment. Did they, like, like, how many people feel like they're dating Houdini right now? Did they just slowly put their arms up? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, well, now, because, like, most of the people I was with were, like, age 22 to 25, I think was the oldest. Oh, oh yeah. And it's not like I'm, like, mama od old school over here but i was like listen i've been in enough enough relationships situationships and like i guess you can call it dating situations mm-hmm. where i can play this week out like the back of my hand oh yeah 
it's like a phobia. It's like a V day phobia. Like they're like, oh shit, I don't want to, I don't want to give the wrong impression. So like, I'll just fall off the face of the earth and then I'll pop up next week and be like, hey man, hey, you want to party for St. Patty's Day? party. Oh my gosh, it makes me laugh. And like my little sister, bless her, like she's 24, 25, gonna be 20. She's 25. Oh my God, I think she's 25. Um, but we'll talk about like the dating scene now and again with each other and exchange stories. And I, I, I wish she was dating someone right now so I could test this theory on her. <laughs> so who's ghost? I mean, I wouldn't want her to get ghosted. But, but but if it's part of an experiment, you're okay with it. Yeah, it's for educational reasons. Exactly. I need to do the research. No, I'm certain. I am certain right now. I wish I could see a raise of hands. How many people are like, oh my god, yeah, they like fell off. They just fell off. Oh like, we haven't talked all it week. It makes so much sense. <laughs> Weird. Gosh, that's why my yep. boyfriend hasn't wanted to buy me lunch all this week. I get it now. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, God forbid we communicate. Yeah. That's what makes me laugh, too. Like, how many people actually believe in this Hallmark holiday? Or how many people just do it because it's, it's the- I guess, I guess you could use the word tradition. I don't know. Yeah. No, well, honestly, up until, like, Charlie, like, my current boyfriend... I never cared about it. Like, I could care less about it. Even, I mean, I've had boyfriends, you know, and I just never cared about it. And then him and I last year was our first together, and we went to uh, Springfield, and we saw Jason Aldean and Morgan Wallet, and that was, like, a big, you know, weekend getaway type of thing. And this year, we were just like, oh, and he got me a really pretty ring that I still wear, uh, like a prom whoa well, no and I it's not a promise ring because I told him I ain't wearing any of those things until it's an engagement ring <laughs> but he just got me like a pretty little a bur- my birthstone ring or something like that but I wear it and cute but this year he was like I mean do we really need to get each other anything and I'm like I mean we can like totally go eat I'm cool with that but I don't know like he- <laughs> yeah use it as a reason to like eat good right food. that's really it but like I mean this sounds so cheesy but like we try to celebrate each other like throughout life's wins I guess and we we kind of created this thing where um every other paycheck like every paycheck we get um we'll take turns treating each other to like a date you know so uh, I don't know we try to do little, I'll learn it we try to do little things like that where it's not all pressured on this holiday <laughs> because both of us sure. are just kind of like we don't have an opinion about it no no, I'm the same way. And like I've luckily I've had guy friends and like I said, like the the situationships, relationships that I've had that have kind of taught mm-hmm. me this. Because for the longest time, like I remember all the way back into like my early twenties, I'd be like seeing a guy or dating a guy and they'd like again go silent. Yeah. And you're like, What? I never had the expectation. I really didn't. I think I have my older sisters to thank for that for kind of like I got to somewhat see how they interacted with people that they were in relationships yeah. with. Um, I just never had the expectation. I just, I didn't mm-hmm. because as we all know, expectations lead to disappointment exactly. and most people can't fucking read minds. Yeah. So if you got the expectation, you should probably tell them. That. Yeah. But um, no, it just makes me giggle. Cause I'm like, listen, I'm going to hear it. I'll give this, I'll give this advice. If anyone's listening that is in the situation and you are the one doing the silent treatment, <laughs> Let me just, let me help you a little bit. It's called communication. Yeah. It's really easy. You say something along the lines of, hey, I'm not super interested in celebrating Valentine's, but I would hate to give you the wrong idea. So let's grab a beer. Like, like, 
if you're that stressed about it, I guarantee the person you're worried about is not. Yeah. And if they are, then you're welcome for exposing something you should probably find out sooner than later. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, my (laughs) thing is, I don't, I mean, I don't know what my thing is. Oh, I was worried. I kept tapping my screen. Maybe I did hang up on you earlier because I kept tapping it because I thought it would shut off if my screen felt like went off, but it just went off. So I'm still talking to you, obviously. Anyways, yeah, my thing is like, it's not hard to let the other person know what you're thinking. And even as cringy as you may think it sounds, the other person, all they're wanting is to know like what's going on in your head, especially around Christmas, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, you know, like, hey, I'd really like to go to this party with you because you're really hot or I'm just trying to think like a 21 year old. (laughs) I don't know. But I have a crush on you still. So Right. But just because I'm going to kiss you at New Year's Eve doesn't mean I'm ready for a full-blown relationship. Is that cool? Oh, I don't God. know how that would go over, but because I'm, like, literally downward hill to my 30s. But, and, like, Charlie didn't use those, like, lines on me. Like, once we started, we went on our first date, it was over. I was like, okay, this is it. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, I'm good. Yeah, right? <laughs> so... Um, I think I have probably the best worst Valentine's Day story oh, ever. God. I'm certain. And it was with the nicest guy I've ever oh, you're gonna t- Still to this day, I would deem him probably the most respectful, considerate person I've dated. He was just, he was tank stab. He was just a good mm-hmm. guy. Good guy. We just, we didn't match up. They're always good out. guys. They're always the good ones. But he was, so listen to this. We all know how obsessed I am with mm-hmm. Disney. Okay. Well, throughout our relationship, we were together for almost three years. I would constantly just like beg him to take me to Disneyland. And he was like adamant. He's like, I will never go there. I hate crowds. And I really tried to accept that. Yeah. Really. But it was hard. Yeah. I was like, this, these are grounds for breaking up. I feel that. <laughs> so Valentine's Day is coming up. And honestly, at this point, we had been talking about marriage a little bit. And he was so excited for Valentine's Day. And I was like, what is going Uh, on? So I instantly was like, oh, shit. He's going to ask me to marry him. (gasps) Which, sign number one, that I knew it was not meant to be. Because I was not Yeah, I get it. But, um, so we go to dinner on Valentine's. He's being super sweet. Brought me flowers, which he didn't, like, we weren't flowery Mm -hmm. people. So I was very, like, oh, God, it's real. Like, he's definitely going to propose. So... We're, get, we're done with dinner. We go to his parents' house. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's going to happen. Why would we go to his parents' house on Valentine's? Oh. We get to his parents' house, go up the stairs, and there are two Costco massive stuffed Mickey and Minnie Mouses holding balloons. No! I nearly fainted. Like, pivot. I thought you were going to ask me to marry you. This is way better. Oh! I <laughs> I literally started screaming. I was freaking out and I could see it on his mother's face. Something wasn't right. And I was like, why are you not as excited as I am right now? Because she oh, knew. Oh no, he was going to ask you. No, no, oh. it's worse. It's he so much worse. He wanted to have sex with you in front of her? Stop. Ew, no, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> no. I open, rip open this card to a love letter 
not tickets to Disneyland, a love letter. So that I started searching their clothes, thinking like, oh, he wants me to think there's no tickets in the car. He wants me to think I'm not going to Disneyland, but we are. So I pulled up Minnie's skirt. I yanked off. I tried to yank off Mickey's shoes. And finally, she goes, nah, there's no tickets in there. Oh, you destroyed his heart. It was very sad and uncomfortable for all everyone involved. I'm literally cringing for you. But the fact of the matter is, like, <laughs> you're you're a special human in your own, you know, in your own enjoyment of things. Because I'm sorry, if I saw two life-size stuffed animals for my Valentine's Day gift, I would literally be like, are you kidding me? Okay, no, I was when I realized there weren't <laughs> fucking tickets to Disneyland. Oh, you thought it was like a two-for-dill. I thought this was just a show. I, th- I didn't want... Th- Listen, it's very kind of you, but I'm not five years old. I know I act it when I get into those gates. But I don't want Costco-sized Mickey and Minnie Mouses. I want tickets to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And this is the best part. I got home with them. And guess what my mom's reaction was when she saw them? You're going to Disneyland? <laughs> yup. <laughs> no, Mom. We just have two more seats nope. to put in the living room. But here we go. Just add them to wherever our storage bin is for future grandchildren. Oh, I'm oh, dead. That is too much. Devastating. I know, but bless his heart. Like, he felt, like, the next few days, he was just like, I feel awful. And I was like, well, you shouldn't. I I, I honestly feel ungrateful. But don't ever <sighs> do that kind of a gesture without taking Yeah, like, let's use our head when you're dealing with Natalie. Good Lord. Bless him. So, anyway. But, okay, well, I'm actually really excited about this topic. And we did a live feed when I first decided to do a podcast on kind of this a little bit, but more towards the direction of like what we learned through leadership um, in the workplace. But Carly and I are going to talk about what we think the importance is behind having a fun workplace and having a good relationship with your boss, with your coworkers, because... I, I think I speak for both of us, and correct me if I'm wrong, when I say Carly and I got the best yes. experience in the workplace. Like, we loved our job. Yeah. I, to this day, like, I'm not going to tell you where this is my security question, but it is one of my security questions. It says, um, the name of your favorite boss, and to this day, what, four years later, it's still just staple. <laughs> So he is the answer to one of my security questions because it's like he truly gave us the best experience as far as what a healthy work environment, a fun work environment should be. Absolutely. Yeah. Carly and I, just to give a little background here, Carly and I met when I lived in California and I started working for Orange Theory out there. Um, And then she came on just shortly after I did, Uh, Yeah. You, I think, you yeah, you started hire, a little yeah. ahead of me. Yeah, you were my yeah. first hire. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> ever, ever. Um, yeah, so we met there and we worked together for... When did you leave? I, you left summer of No, I left before I moved here, so October. Okay. So we were together for a year then. Right? I'm thinking. Roughly. Roughly a year, oh, because we start... When did we open? March? Yeah. 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 Oh, so over a year. 
Well, no wonder it was so devastating. Our hearts were broken. There was some when tears. Natalie did cry and she hugged me. So if y'all know Natalie, you may know this new and improved Natalie because <laughs> I don't know this Natalie. But the old <laughs> Natalie, the OG Natalie, I don't know where the tears were or the hugs were the whole time we knew each other until I left. Yeah. That was because, listen, so this is kind of like going along with the topic today. When I worked with Carly, I had come from a very playful environment in the workplace that led to a lot of toxic friendships and relationships. There was just no boundaries. There was no respect, um, no structure, really. And so when I got to California, I pretty much put the hammer down. I was like, nope. I refuse to have friends in the workplace. This is strictly business. Um, it's just better that way. And to some degree, like I do, I do think there's obviously that line of professionalism that you have to keep, but I went strict. Yeah. No, she, hello. Are you there? Did I end you? Oh I'm gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She definitely kept all of us at arm's length. I'm like, I'm not recording this more than 20 minutes. So you will be no. SOL on this podcast with me. <laughs> no. Natalie <laughs> definitely kept us at arm's length, but like she said, it's just because of what she came from. Yeah. Yeah, it was at the time what I thought was best for me and for everybody involved. And then Jess came along and started sprinkling all his wisdom mm-hmm. on us. And really kind of taught me... And I don't know that you and I got the same lessons, but I, I think through observation, you probably picked mm. up a lot of this. He taught me like there is a way to lead people, but also be very inspiring and approachable. Yeah. And that was what, when I left, when I left Orange Theory, I was like, I want to embody exactly what Jess was for me, for any future staff mm-hmm. I may be in charge of. Because he just did. He created, he just set this foundation of like comfortability, but also we knew when it was time to work. We knew and respected him and we wanted to be better employees for him. So he may have created a playful environment, but he also knew and trusted because of the relationship he built Mm -hmm. with us in the workplace. He knew that when things needed to get done, that we would take him seriously. Oh, definitely. And we all we all we all had that sense of respect for him because there was always a balance there. And you know, always. going back to what you said uh literally a few minutes ago about, you know, uh in a roundabout way like looking forward to it because of personality and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong. Nobody wakes up every single day and just love their job. No matter how much you love your job, there are some days that you just don't want to go in or you don't want to deal with it. Or right. you may work at a super peppy place such as Orange Theory Fitness, but your mood is just in the tanker that day. Like, I get it. We've all been there. However, mm-hmm. he, you, my other coworkers, like, or our other coworkers, they made it such a safe – it was a safe place. Like, that was truly – my safe place when I needed it the most when I lived in California. And even when we were crazy busy, like I look back on like Snapchats Edith took or Snapchats I took of checking the class in and everyone was just having fun. And that was in our busiest time of the day, you know, like the morning workout or the right after work workout, like when it's a full class, it's crazy, but everyone is just so pumped to be there. And 
I don't know, like you just feed off of your employee, your, your coworkers energy. You feed off who your servings energy, you feed off this energy that your management's like putting off, you know, I don't know. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. There was days I did not want to be there at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning with you, but <laughs> I don't know. Like just, it's all about energy and the energy there. Once we got like, we weeded out some, <laughs> some coworkers, the, the energy was solid. We like, we had like we had our things with each other. We had, you know, different relationships with different coworkers. You had a different relationship with Jess than I did, but it was still just as right. fun, but in our own way because sometimes me and you don't have the same humor, but you and Jess have the same humor on the some things, but there's some things that you couldn't open up to Jess about and you didn't care to hear about what he was opening up from, but me and him were more sensitive, you know. Like there was different things yeah. that we all brought to the table. And I look back and no, I knew that that wasn't going to be the end game for me as far as my career choice. But I think that is probably my top no. three jobs I've ever had. Even with the bad days, I Yay. loved it. And I mean, you and Jess and my main girl E have a lot to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good to hear. Yeah, it was, it was a good ride. And I think, for me being able to have that compared to the other jobs I had had as well up until that point, because what most I'll say elders would see on my resume is like, wow, you've had a lot of jobs. And to that, I'd be like, well, yeah, I've yeah. worked since I was 14. One, a B I follow my heart. And luckily I've been able to dabble mm-hmm. in a few different places and, and gain a lot of experience. And through that I've had roles in corporate offices I've had roles in a little more relaxed off environment yeah. like a gym or one of my favorite jobs was being a courier right out of high school oh, yeah. at a law firm because my mom was a paralegal there it was pretty much like well known that most of the couriers were related to mm-hmm. somebody in the law firm you know it was most of the kids that came and took over those positions and I yeah. learned a lot while I was there but through all those jobs and having those experiences, it made me appreciate the lessons I got to learn at Orange Theory that I would have never expected yeah. to learn there um, through the the team that we had. And I think coming from what I had previously, like I was saying in Utah, where I did have like that really toxic environment around me that was just way too much of like a fun zone versus yeah. a work environment helped me. I think I needed to crack down where like I did, but then to have somebody like Jess leading us and kind of showing us that a, yes, there's always a time and a place to Mm -hmm. buckle down and do your work. But if the work's getting done and it's getting done well, and you are showing, you know, your best efforts at all times. Cause we did like, I will, I can confidently say every person that stayed with us at OTF put their best forward. But without even having to be asked, like we just wanted to be those people at work yeah. it, when we were at work. Well, it's because, but it was because exactly. of that environment. Um, you wanted, you wanted to do you, you always want to do good in where you're seeing results at. No matter what part of life you're, you know, you're dabbling in right now. As soon as you start seeing results, you want to keep doing better. You know, so. At Orange Theory, like you never, or I should say me, I never did a job well done without hearing it from you, from even my coworkers, not even management, but just, oh, hey, good job. Or, hey, I've been trying to get that, uh, 
you know, that membership for like a week, they good. Like you got it. Like whatever you said worked, you know, like, and then Jess, like you never right. not felt appreciated. And even in the moments where you were like, Oh my God, they don't even notice. Like, it's like they heard you. Cause like two days later, you know, they're handing you a Lululemon gift card. Cause you did such a great job that week, you know? <laughs> and it, it's just, yeah. It's yeah, no, things. it really or, was like that. For instance, you, I know we joke about contact logs, but you know, there would be some that I would come to and you would have, um, Hey, great job. Just a little tag on there. Like that I would see. Cause I knew I had to look at that customer's portfolio or something, you know? So I don't know when mm-hmm. you're getting results from your management or your teammates, like you're going to want to keep doing that. You want, you won't want to settle and cruise. Like you're going to want to continue to like work your ass off. Yeah. Yeah. I will say there is, and I, I kind of picked up on this even more. I was listening to a couple podcasts recently that touched on exactly this, but it was mm-hmm. more in like a friendship way. So I'm going to try and tie it into work. But like you're saying, like it is very motivating to hear yeah. that you're doing a good job. Positive reinforcement goes a long way. And I think sometimes like in the chaos of, you know, your everyday duties at work. And then of course, like you look up, the leadership ladder and there's so much on yes. their plate at all times that I'm I know I'm guilty of it there's times I have forgotten to just like settle down and say like thank you guys like thank you for doing what you're you're doing because I couldn't yeah. do what I do without you and that one comment it takes seconds and it makes a massive difference and when I get told that when I get positive reinforcement I'm like a freaking puppy mm-hmm. like my tail's going I'm so excited I'm so motivated And I didn't realize how big of a deal that was for me until recently because the owners I work for now, we did Mm -hmm. a Tony Robbins seminar, um, which was amazing. I was so excited. I got to be a part of that. And it was right when I started out here. And what they had us do was this test to kind of show us how we are as employees and leaders, Um, what it takes for us to be motivated, what it takes for us to kind of perform at our highest. And when we did that, I was like, this is the best way, in my opinion, to open up yeah. a work relationship. We know now what motivates each other. We know how mm-hmm. each other operates. And now we can really kind of dive into that and be the strongest team we can, knowing how the other yeah. person learns. How the other person yeah. gets motivated at work. How they operate when it comes to organization. and Because, like, for me, I would say if you ask me on any dad big strength is a or organization mm-hmm. is a huge strength for me when I took this test. Wow. It that shocks me. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, what? And why the reason was, was because I struggle with prioritizing. I will, the minute something it needs to be done, like, Hey, let's add this to the plate. I all of a sudden shift gears and want to just get it done now for you. Instead of saying, you know what? I've got all these things on my plate. So what do you want to be number one priority? Like, I forget to ask them that. I just start, like, chaos. So it was interesting to learn the importance of kind of, again, like, just knowing how your staff operates. You can speak from the management point of view, and I can speak from the employee point of view because I've said this before. Like, I think when we were on our FaceTime for Instagram, I know my strengths and my strengths does not include management. I, 
I am not a manager and I don't have the quality the manager needs. And I don't mean that in a negative way towards myself. It's just, it is what it is, you know? And you can, I wouldn't say that about you. Oh, there you are. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm scared of any. No, I wouldn't say that about you at all though. But I mean, I just go maybe going off of like, um, maybe jobs I pick and Mm-hmm. how I handle things because I can be kind of like a too timid or something, you know, but Got anyway, you. I am currently a loan processor at a bank. I won't say where, but, um, <laughs> I am just in case you're really famous and people hate listen. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a loan processor at a bank and I love my supervisor. Don't get me wrong. She is, she's hard she is tough. And when I thought I've had a hard supervisor, I didn't know what a hard supervisor was until I met my current supervisor. She has made me cry this week. She's made me contemplate applying to another job this week. No. um, she, She has made me go into my coworker's office and say a lot of choice words this week. Um, however, I have learned a lot from her. Um, She is wickedly smart. She has been a tremendous help. However, I got hired on with this like position um, right before the pandemic started. So I actually have never sat with her in person because she is based out of another town, like three and a half hours away. So I work for her and I'm at a bank here in town. So she doesn't know me as far as like my personality, like who I am, all right. these are my mistakes, you know, Right. And even when we're, cause there's about, there's six, six or seven of us processors and we're all girls. And she always sends out like a, Hey, great job this week team, like email at the end of the week. Cause we're all, we all work all over Arkansas. Like we're not, none of us are in the same area except for me and my coworker. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. It's crazy. So we're all spread out. So we communicate with chat or, um, online our emails online you know our work emails Mm -hmm. so she's tough and I'm not I've never worked somewhere where it was so like serious all the time Mm -hmm. and I mean it's a bank I know banks are stuffy but I actually want like last night she actually called me off the clock like it was like seven because she heard through a little birdie I don't know how but that I had applied to another bank. And she said, I just want to know if it's something I can change. Like right when I think like she can't be human, she's got to be a robot. She took that, you know, that management stuff and like reached out to me, like off the clock, just talking to me as Carly. And she's like, what is there something that you need to like, that I need to help you with? And she's like, I know it's, you know, it's hard right now because we can't just jump in the car and drive to see each other because we're not allowed to right now. Right. And I'm like, honestly, like, I'm sensitive. I, you know, I don't take well to how you handle um, my mistakes or whatever. And I just kind of not not in a rough way, but just a roundabout way, just kind of told her like how she's made me feel. And she said, and you even said it a little bit ago, you said like, you guys, you guys have your own stressors that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And she, she apologized. She said, look, she's like, I don't mean to like attack you or make you feel like I'm attacking you. She says that she has, she says, I have my own stressors. And when I 
reached out to you. It was like two days ago. She says, I had just got getting, just got done getting yelled at myself from my supervisor. So she says, and that's no way to talk to you because, you know, just because I'm stressed. She's like, so I apologize. But she's like, you need, you know, communicate, talk to me, tell me how you're feeling, tell me to slow down. And, you know, so yes, she's hard. And yes, it's not a fun, let's wear yoga pants to work environment. (laughs) But it was kind of cool to see her come down from her high horse and be kind. And yeah, um, yeah. and all it takes is communication. But I will say that you have got to have a balance. It can't be one come to Jesus talking, it's all better, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's huge that and I don't, I don't know, like, obviously over the course of you being there how this is all played out but even just that one story I think it's really important important to point out we are all human and we're social creatures right like it takes having a little fun in the workplace to kind of cope with those daily stressors yeah so when you're constantly getting hammered on at work or maybe it's not constantly getting hammered on but there's no like refreshing moment of like, Hey man, like, by the way, you're doing a great job. Like, thank you. I can see what you're doing. I appreciate you. I know we're not where we need to be, but like, I just, I can tell that you're trying and that means the world to me. Like just take the time, even as a coworker, maybe you're not even in a leadership role, but like if your coworker helps you get through your day, say something. Oh yeah. I honestly, if I didn't have my coworker, shout out to Kimberly. <laughs> if I didn't have her, I don't think I would have made it as long as I have because she is my, truly my work rock. Like she, she is the one that's cheering me on. She's the one that, um, you know, I was bawling in my eyes out in her office the other day. I was like, I just need a win right now. Like I just need some type of win. And she's, yeah. crying, she's like, you don't give yourself enough credit. She's like, you got this. She said, you can do it. You just don't believe in yourself. And I'm like, yes, girl. But <laughs> you do need that. Because if you can't get that from management, if you can't get that from your place of employment in general, you know, you need to have someone in your corner telling you, like, you are a bad ass. Well, yeah, like most of us spend most of our days, hours in our days at work. It's- so why wouldn't you want it to be a place that constantly... Maybe, okay, my, not well. I, actually, no, I'm going to stand by that. Constantly motivates you, mm-hmm. inspires you, teaches you, yeah. and makes you feel good. Like, I get, I get, there's probably jobs out there that that seems probably impossible. <laughs> my bank. <laughs> uh, but they, it can happen. It's the little thing, it's the little victories, it's the little moments. Right. And like, my goal, I have a lot of ideas of what I plan to do with my life. And, you know, I have to make somewhat of a living, even though I would just really, truly love to live in a treehouse in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I have a lot of a lot of ideas, and when those actually follow follow through, and I end up getting these things that I want because I will. Yeah. Just putting that out in the universe right now. Um, I can't wait to make a fucking playground for work. Like, I'm gonna be exactly what. I was able to be a part of in our environment where again there's work being done yeah but because that work is being accomplished and we are going above and beyond I'm gonna make sure that you love your workplace yeah but like love it they don't 
I completely agree. And I think that, I think that everybody should love and be proud to say where they work, you know, but I don't think that many people in management think that way, you know, they want it. It's, I think it comes down to a control thing, you know, and it could be control. It could also just be like the pressures of depending on what, what profession you're in. Like, right. Like we said earlier, there's sometimes like that. I can't imagine. Like when I listen to what my sister goes through as a producer, I'm like, uh, nope. Thank you. nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds really hard. But then again, like she does love what she is doing. Yeah. She doesn't love the workload she has and how many hours she has to put in for it. But she does. She worked really hard to be where she's at. And I think the sacrifice. I don't want to put words in her mouth. I want to say like, I'm sure it's probably worth it. Yeah. Because the payout at the end is like that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So I don't want to, I guess I can't like generalize the statement, but I don't know. It's got to be worth it. It's got to be fun in some ways. Yeah. You've got to breathe and remember you're human. I know there's deadlines. Hey, pipes. (laughs) I know there's deadlines. I get that. I'm not saying throw all responsibility to the wind. I'm saying if you have the right leaders and you have even your abilities within yourself, no matter what your position is at your workplace, yeah. to turn around and high five each other and have a good laugh once in a while when you're there, like it just makes the day better. Yeah. And it just creates positivity and enjoyment. Like, like you said, like that's your home. You're there more than you're at home. You know, why not make it a pleasurable place to be? Right. Pleasurable. Pleasurable. Like you're at Chick-fil-A. I didn't know what word to use. That was good. Thanks. I liked it. No. I can't wait till I have like don't be a dick headquarters. Wouldn't it be I'm gonna great? use that. Come to a pleasurable <laughs> place to work. Oh, come to a pleasurable, but please don't be pleasured. Don't. <laughs> yeah. That's not listen, we're not having that kind of fun, all right? No, I careful. I uh I'll stop talking crap about my bank after this, but I actually had, I don't work at the main branch in town. I work at a little side one, but at the, oh, you don't say, I don't know. Oh, surprisingly, our main branch is very large here. Okay. Um, however, when I wouldn't say when COVID first came, it was maybe late last year. Um, mm-hmm. Some of, you know, some of the retail bankers, the tellers, they, I mean, they're all a big family. All the departments are like their own little family unit. Well, the retail girls, they have fun. Like, their supervisors, they're having fun with them. But, like, they get their stuff done, like you said. But, come on. Like, there's a, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Let's laugh. Let's, you know, let's cut up with our girlfriends or, you know, whatever. Well, the loan department, they kept a tally sheet of when the girls were laughing and talking. And they got in trouble over that. And the girls were like, guys, like our hours got cut. Life is not that great right now. Can we just please laugh? You know what you do when that kind of shit happens? Throw don't be a dick stick. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. No. <laughs> you might get fired right. for that one. Um, when I think of moments like that, because I haven't had copy and paste situations, mm-hmm. but something that at least is relatable. I worked at a credit union and it was the same thing. It was a bunch of women sitting at desks all day that were miserable mm-hmm. 
and they would find reasons to get other people in trouble because for whatever reason it got under their skin that something was happening around them yes like are you that miserable well and it's just to me i'm thinking like okay well if if that's what if that really irritates you that badly i'm gonna come give you a hug i'm gonna ask you how your day is how are you doing are you because i don't i don't maybe this isn't the case but like if you want to be a part of the fun, be a part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Don't don't run on my parade. Don't be a, don't be a tattletale. Just be a yeah, part of it. Like go giggle too. It'll might you know help unwad your panties. Uh, it makes me giggle when people use like hatred and negativity. When really, if you would just approach the situation with kindness, yeah. weird, weird, and not be a dick. You could probably join in on the fun that you're so fucking pissed exactly. about. Exactly. No, I'm with you. And they pretty much were just like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna continue living our best lives. So write us up. We don't care." <laughs> but no, it's just. I mean, I think uh, people deal with workplace stress differently. And <sighs> well, and how many times would you and I be working, and you saw me just like falling apart inside slowly, just from the stress? Because I would work. I would work four until about what one or two. Yeah, would get out, and of there. then I would leave and go coach for another four yeah. hours. So I was working nonstop all day, and finally, how many times did you see that Jess would come in and be like, "Let's go get donuts." Yes. Let's go. Because you are a broken human. <laughs> <laughs> go get, go get a coffee. Yeah. Now. Leave the studio. Take a break. And like those moments, even if I walked to the Starbucks like right by us. Or the Panera, whatever it was, and got like that green tea, which was so oh, good. um, I haven't had one of those forever. Now that I think about that, but no, like j- those those small moments of him saying like it's okay to take a ten minute break, walk away, made a massive difference in my day. I'd be like, oh my god, I did not realize how bad I yeah. did that, and I could focus again. Like my my attention span was back. I could organize my thoughts. I could you know, come up with strat- like better strategies on things I was working on. So to have a, another, again, another leader like that, just that could recognize when I was losing my, my shit yeah. a little bit and give me, like, grant me the permission to get up and leave was amazing. Yeah. I, uh, I'm stand, I stand by that. Like you need a mental health break. Like even if it's a five minute, get up from your desk and shake a little bit or, walk to your car and open the door and shut it just to turn back around like you need a (laughs) mental health break at your workplace i'm gonna require a five minute dance party yeah why not shake it out like you have to freestyle maybe like if you're if you're shy we can work on steps towards it but i want freestyle in the like in the coffee room because i'm gonna have like a massive coffee room with bean bags and everything but i need a five minute dance party from everybody yeah, I think that would be a um, an approved requirement to be a worker at Don't Be a Dick Industries. Industries, that sounds boring. I don't know what you call those things. <laughs> I don't know what an industry is. I don't, uh, we'll call it, um, ooh, this is fun. Let's actually kind of brainstorm this. I mean, if your companies don't, don't be a dick. Or would it be the motto? Ooh. I'm going to have to pray about this. I say the motto 
brought or don't be a dick brought to you by the motto brought to you by the motto i'm gonna have a network and everything a tv show (laughs) llc though dream big dream big no yeah the importance of happiness in the workplace is everything okay it just is if you can't laugh with the people you work what are you doing there then i'm yeah, exactly. I, you need to reevaluate yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> Go quit your job tomorrow. Find somewhere that you can laugh at and live your best life. Do you remember the people I lived with in California? Yes. Okay, guys. So Bill was a dentist. Sean, she was a hygienist, but she also ran like all the accounting side of things at their office. This is how I knew that they were my second parents because I have three <laughs> sets of parents. Okay. I got my Utah parents, biologicals, they're the greatest. And then I got my Cali parents. They basically adopted me while I was living there. And then my Colorado parents. But um my Cali parents, yeah, dentist retired and then hygienist slash accountant. And they had a fart machine under their dentist chairs. Oh, I love it. Carly. I think farts are hilarious. I I don't know if you know that about me. Like, I can't hold a it's straight face cute. if someone toots. <laughs> I can't. Like, as a dance teacher, that was not Oh, good. of course not. It was, yeah, it was really sad. But, no, they had a fart machine under the dental chair. And he was like, well, the thing is, a lot of people have such bad anxiety at the dentist. And he's like, I'll tell you what, that goes away real quick when they hear it. Oh, that is so <laughs> sweet. I was like, you're the coolest person I ever. I love that. Isn't yes. that amazing? Like, have fun. Like, a dentist. He's, like, that's a that's a serious job. But, like, if he can put a fart machine under his dental chair, yeah. come on. I think that life is too short. No situation is too crazy for you to not enjoy where you work, you know? I know this is – don't quote no. me on this if you're a real – medical hero but on Grey's Anatomy they will be performing brain surgery and whatever else and they have their tunes going now I don't know if that's accurate or allowed but actually can I uh, yes continue but I have like an actual story I'm just saying like even in the most tough I don't know toughest (laughs) situations like where stress is all around they are enjoying themselves they're playing usher from 2000 you know like if you are tinkering around in my chest cavity or my brain you better be dancing to like some just if i'm going or... out i'm going out with jt <laughs> absolutely well i'm going out with something yeah. you better be dancing if somebody's not twerking on one of those <laughs> like hospital beds i'm gonna be pissed i will come back and reincarnate <laughs> i will haunt all of you no the owner like so the people i work for um the husband is an orthopedic mm-hmm. surgeon. And I heard from one of the people that used to work with him that he plays yes. music when he's doing surgeries. And it's not like your typical music. I, I'm pretty sure I heard. Oh, Justin I Bieber. love it. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah, amazing. I would just be <laughs> so excited. Like, what if you woke up? This would be actually be a terrible, but if you woke up from your anesthesia and your like da- nurses and doctors were dancing, I'd be like, hell yes. Okay, now knock You're me back not out. going to speak that into existence. Let's just say that right now. <laughs> Bring that back into uh Please don't. Please don't put that in the universe. No. No, it's just tying it all in. Like, 
have yeah. fun at your workplace. And tomorrow, well, what's today? This is going to come out on Friday morning. So today at work, look at somebody that you work alongside or that is like helping you with a project and just be like, hey, man or woman, thanks for being awesome. Like you make yeah. work fun. I bet that compliment shifts their whole yeah. fucking day. No, I agree. Or if you're in management and you're listening to this, tell somebody that they are doing a great job. Or if you're having to correct them, you know, it's not the end of the world. Everything's fixable. Don't let it, like, cramp your style. Don't let it, like, kill your Friday. And please don't kill their Friday. (laughs) Or don't let them go home thinking all weekend and dreading work on Monday because they made a mistake on Friday. You know, like, let's be... Let's be challenged to be more positive in our workplace. Absolutely. Because I'll tell you what, like you said, anything is fixable. And I mean that because when I worked in collections at Credit Union, guess who accidentally transferred the amount of the um, account number into their credit card? That's a nice. That was a eight digit, eight digit account number that I typed into the Were you like, "Um, excuse me, I need some help over here. (laughs) No, I didn't notice. (laughs) And they did an audit that day. They were like, hey, uh, really quick, Nat, can you come here? And I was like, yeah, what's up? They're like, just, uh, I want you to look at this and tell me if you see anything weird. And I was like, all right. And they're like, did you know you transferred like a million dollars into somebody's account? (laughs) You know what? I know we're ending this thing right now, but I just want to say that is the, I hate that line. Hey, I want you to look at this. What do you see wrong? I don't know. It looked great to me. <laughs> That's why I hit print. It looked right. <laughs> like, that looks pretty great. I don't know. What, yeah, what, what did, did you I do? tell me? That's yeah. a good customer to that have. That was Jess, though. That was Jess. Every time he'd, like, teach me something. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a way better way to do it. And then I'd look, like, he'd leave or, like, the conversation had been over mm-hmm. for some time. And I'd reflect back on it. I'd be like, oh, wait, shit, I think I just yes! got in trouble. You <laughs> never knew that you were getting in trouble because he handled it like in no. camp. Like, he did it. I never left Orange Theory Fitness feeling like crap. <laughs> never. Never. Even if I royally yeah. screwed something up, it was like, Okay, so next time, like, let's try that then. Like, I feel like that's yeah. a much better approach, don't you? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm right awesome. there with you. Like, oh God, Even our employees that, that got fired, I don't think they really knew they got fired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they definitely knew. He at least got the message across. But they yeah, it was like, a, okay, okay, thanks, well, that was... Jess. Bye. <laughs> yep. Can't wait to tell you about exactly. my next adventure. <laughs> no. For sure. Well, Thanks for doing this, man. We had so uh, many issues, but we worked through it because we're positive and we're kind. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was nice, bud. I like how you did that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since this is gonna be everyone's Friday, have a good weekend, and uh, remember if uh, you got a Valentine out there or not, or not. be nice. Don't be a dick. Say something or don't say something. And maybe that's the message that needs to be given. Communicate or don't. You'll get the message across either way. Either way. And happy, happy birthday, birthday Ruff. Love you, buddy. <laughs> All right, Carls. I love you. Hey, um, when are you going to see me? It's in our text messages. I forgot what weekend, but it's in March. And I already put that. Oh, I put that vacation day in already. Shut yes. Up. It's real. Oh my god. I will okay, t- touch base as far as what day it is when we get off because it's in our time. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Love you long time. Don't Love be a dick, so anybody. Kill people with kindness. Bye. Doodles.